and welcome to Fraud uh, Busting New Frauds podcast. It is the only podcast for female fraud professionals and their allies who want to stay on top of the fraud awareness spectrum in order to thrive professionally while maximizing their happiness and having the courage to create the life they love. Thank you for listening. Uh, hi, everyone, and welcome to this new episode of the New Browse podcast. I'm Olga, and I'll be your host today. Uh, today, we'll be touching on a, a very, very important um, topic um, related to uh, especially women. And for that, I have a special guest today, uh, Chanel Vogt. Uh, she uh, is very beautiful, very smart, but most of all, strong and courageous. And without further ado, let me give uh, her uh, the chance to introduce herself uh, briefly to the audiences. Uh, hi, Chanel. Hi, Olga. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here and so honored and privileged to uh, to be able to share a little bit about who I am and what I do. Uh, thanks, Chanel, um, for this uh, introduction. So uh, let's start then with my first question for you. Uh, could you please the, uh, tell the audiences about your story? Yeah, so a uh, way long time ago, when I was uh, early teens into my early 20s, I actually won Miss Canada, and um, it was the wow. Miss Canada yeah, Miss Canada Globe franchise. And through that pageant, I really learned how to step into my power of who I was as a young woman. And it was really inspirational, really encouraging. And um, at times it was challenging. And one of those times that was challenging was the fact that I was at an age where a lot of the girls in the pageant and a lot of my friends were getting involved in relationships and I hadn't had one yet. Um, so during the Miss Canada pageant, I ended up meeting someone and uh I had gone through a really horrible time uh, learning how to be in a relationship. Um, there were ups and downs, of course. I did. I wouldn't have stayed if there weren't great things about who he was and what we were building. But at the end of the day, and to not really go too deep into it, um, I, I ended up going through domestic violence. And there was a lot of things that happened. And kind of just to recap, all of it because we could we could be here all day. Um, I went through physical, emotional, and verbal abuse. There was sexual abuse. There was financial abuse to the point where I didn't have any access to my funds. Whenever I got paid, um, he had. I went to the bank. I cashed everything, gave it to him. Um, I had twenty dollars in my account, and that was what was my emergency fund. Uh, I was also isolated away from all my family and friends for several points during the five years that we were together. Um, and then nearing to the end when I had gone in and out and kind of rolled through the cycle of leaving and coming back and leaving and coming back because you're conditioned to feel like you're not worth anything to anybody else. Um, you're told that, uh, the condition was just to, to crawl back and just to pursue him. Right. Um, as to be the woman who is to be cared for, loved and pursued. So I learned that pursuing someone, you know, that was the only way they would stick around. 
so, uh, through that relationship, I, you know, we, we tried to work things out. We had gone through a, a long break. The police were involved. My parents were involved. Um, and then finally we came back. I went to school, got into a university on a, a full scholarship. Life was looking great. And then of course I was trying to keep this relationship going in a healthier way. Um, but it came to a point where he's just like, well, I think your university is too far. Um, I think it's time we just get married and we start a family. So that's what we did. Um, after a year, I ended up having a son and I was pregnant with my daughter. We were living on our own. Uh, we did have like a sublet. So like there was people living underneath us. Um, but the abuse continued to escalate, especially because now I was just living with him and we had kids and we both were working. Um, so just to kind of make a long story short, uh, one day it gotten so bad and I, we can share the documentary that shares my story into more detail. Mm -hmm. yeah. Um, it's called fault lines, mm -hmm. but the, uh, at the end of the day, I realized I can't keep living my life like this. There is something in me that is not allowed, allowing my voice to be heard. Mm -hmm. um, I feel so low. I feel so shallow and I don't want my kids to, to live this life. So mm -hmm. there was a big, you know, how I left was, was, it was almost magical because I didn't know if it'd be safe for me to leave. Um, it was a very dangerous situation. Um, but that's what happened. And I've taken the last uh, 11 years now to overcome that, to heal from it and to raise my kids knowing that we have a powerful voice mm -hmm. and we have to take that back and we have to keep that voice protected. And how do we do that? We do that by being strong and being brave and being courageous in every situation that comes our way. Mm -hmm. uh, well, thanks so much, uh, Chanel, for uh, sharing um, those details about your story. Um, I am sure the audiences will uh, learn a lot, uh, you know, from and perhaps some of them could even relate, um, you know, to similar circumstances, which are unfortunate. Uh, and thanks so much for advising the audience, you know, to uh, be courageous uh, in, in those types of uh, difficult uh, moments. Uh, but let me ask you this question. Um, you, you've written a book, um, you know, Helping Kids. Is that right? Yeah. So I've written a book. I actually wrote this book with my kids. There was one night where I had like the first couple pages written. I love poems. I love the rhythm of words. I always have. And so I wrote this book and I was like, hey, kids, look what I'm doing. And it was really a story about how I have shared my kids with them. It's called Where Is My Daddy? Mm -hmm. Because I left when my son was only nine months old and pregnant with my daughter, my kids don't know their father. And through the five different court cases between criminal and family court, by the end of five years later, they still never had seen him. He just did not want to be a part of their lives. He made that decision very clear in the court courtrooms. So it's it's been a struggle in order to approach your kids, especially knowing that there is no father figure and I haven't remarried. Um, I have dated a couple of people in between, but been very, very careful as to who comes into my family um, because it's so important. I have to keep us all safe. 
And I think one of the things that this book helps is, is to help the parent answer that tough question. And we know that so many different, there's so many different reasons out there why a parent may not be a part of their lives. Um, they could have passed away. Mm -hmm. So that's an option that we bring up in the story. Um, they may be away at war and maybe they haven't seen their parent very much because they're in another country a lot, or every six months they're, they're somewhere different. They're not living home. Um, and then sometimes a dad doesn't know what to do because some dads aren't, don't feel they're equipped. And then some, like, I didn't want to put dads down. Right. So I just wanted to say like, you know, and some, some dads don't know what to do. And some, you know, there's just four different reasons why a dad may not be there. Mm -hmm. So it doesn't fully tell us, uh, tell them the reason it just gives them, these are some reasons that they're not there and very truthful reasons. And then at the end of the day, at the end of the book, it has, you know, these three characters, myself and my two kids, which are mice. Mm -hmm. um, and uh, we're sitting on a couch and we're going through our picture book and we're talking about the positive men that are in our life. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the big message here is that you can get so, so much hurt and trauma from a man in your life or whether it, or, or a partner, I should just say a partner, anyone, um, or, or father or parent, right. You can have that kind of trauma, but it's really important that we don't instill those fears or those traumas into our children. And so we really have to take the time to realize that there are some really wonderful people out there that are in our lives. And so that's what this book really shares. It shares some reasons why a father or a parent may not be in their life, but it also confirms the importance of some other uh, types of role models that are in our life. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Oh, wow. Um, that's, uh, definitely, uh, very, very interesting, um, and important, um, what you just described, uh, and thanks so much for being so courageous, not only going through this difficult time in your life, but also thinking of how to help others uh, by writing this um, book uh, and together with your kids that I think that's amazing. And um, I hope that the audiences will enjoy uh, listening to our conversation, but also checking the link that I'll share on the episode page for them to be able to purchase um, your book. Um, and you're also writing uh, a book about your stories, that right? Yes. So I'm, I've been writing a memoir for quite some time and I'll tell you a little story about it, the background. So when I decided to leave and I went, you know, going through criminal court and everything, it was about eight months later, I decided to re-enroll back into school, back into university and pick up where I left off. And essentially I, I live in Canada. So I live in Toronto and the school was in Ottawa. So it was a good like four and a half, five hour train ride. So because my kids were down here and my school was up there, I was traveling back and forth to at least twice a week doing my school. Mm -hmm. And so I was trying to be, you know, mom and student. And so it took seven years, but I ended up or six years, but I ended up with two majors, a major in uh, law and psychology. And, um, and during the travel time to and from I started journaling and this journaling was a part of my healing. It was just trying to figure out what I had gone through and to figure out how to move forward. Mm -hmm. 
And as I was writing it out, I was like, you know what? There's so much information here. This is totally my story. I have this feeling inside that I am going to write it. I'm going to publish it and I'm going to share my story with the world. Mm -hmm. Um, and, and it's because I have found so much faith and, and healing that I, I see some of my friends or people that I've met who have gone through so much. And even though they're strong and resilient, they still feel very let down from that moment. And I want really want to share the importance of seeing that light and moving people forward into a positive and happy, healthy life. Mm -hmm. Wow. 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 That's, um, that's uh, amazing. Uh, Thanks so much for sharing uh, that. And I can't wait for this book to be released. Um, And I hope we can even uh, try do a comeback episode about it in the future. Uh, I think that that'd be that'd be wonderful and very uh, valuable for uh, the listeners out there who might, uh, you know, relate to similar type of uh, moments in their life and learn, uh, you know, from your experiences, how to uh, have the courage to overcome those and turn uh, all the bad into uh, brighter future and uh, touching on the bu- brighter future I know that you're working on a pageant is that is that right yes yes so that that beautiful experience that I had way back in the day when I was younger um, I have decided I always had it in my heart to create a new pageant and a pageant that really stood for the foundations that I believed in even though the pageant I experienced was great and it was wonderful, there were certain things about that pageant, certain stereotypes that I felt as a woman, as a young woman, as a, you know, someone who really grew up conservatively almost, that there were some things that were just weren't in alignment with who I was. And I thought there's got to be a way. And since my experience um, overcoming domestic violence and raising my kids on my own, I was like, why not help other women build a platform to have a pageant, to have that empowering experience, but do it in a way that you're enabling people to use their stories to help them share their stories so that they can inspire other women. Because I truly believe that everyone has a story and it doesn't have to be a sad story. It doesn't have to be a traumatic story. It could be an exciting, beautiful story. It could be a a story like yours, how you came from a different country and, and then you're now here and you've traveled the world and you've been able to experience different places, different things. We all learn from each other. And so I really, truly believe that every woman coming into this pageant, every teenager, every young woman is going to allow themselves or give them this beautiful experience of teaching them how to be courageous and share their story and knowing that they are worth so much and their stories are worth so much because they really could change the life of somebody else. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's um, that's amazing. That's so beautiful. Um, the way how you described it, and uh, thank you so much for uh, working on on some uh, something like this. Um, that is uh, wonderful. Uh, I cannot wait again, you know, <laughs> to be able to share with the world, you know, a little bit of more details about your project. And touching on your projects. 
who is Michaela? <laughs> oh my gosh. So it's so interesting. So I was watching this girl on, on social media and the amazing work that she's doing in Utah, USA. And over the course of several months, I was just kind of gauging and being like, oh, this, this girl is powerful. There is something here about this woman. And then during the Domestic Violence Awareness Month last October, I was launching my documentary for the first time and I had seen her on a social um, like TV show and sharing her story. And I was like, I have to get connected to this woman. I don't know how. I'm just going to reach out. And if she responds, then great. So we did. And but we didn't actually connect until this January. So this is when I was launching um, another document, uh, going into actually a master, a master class that I was doing with somebody else and helping women overcome. So as I was promoting this master class, I was like, I, I really feel like now's the time to connect with Michaela. So I did, I connected to her. And at that point I didn't know her name yet. I just knew, well, I knew from hearing a little bit, but I didn't remember what her name was. I just knew that she was the, um, um, uh, founder of Pretty Tough Ladies, which is an organization that helps people overcome so many different traumas. Um, domestic violence, uh, uh, mental health is really important in hers. Um, she has so many wonderful things that she's experienced herself um, and traumas that she's experienced where she's continuing and growing and healing from and sharing how to heal that from in other people's lives. So when I, when we connected socially, we, it was like no more than like a couple days later, we had a FaceTime and we were FaceTiming for hours mm -hmm. because we we're just like, there is just so much here mm -hmm. that we can do together. So I jumped on a plane a couple months later, we are like the closest of friends and I never met her in person yet. I just jumped on a plane and I was like, I'm coming to your house for a whole week. I'm going to meet your whole family. I'm going to live with you. And we're going to plan out this company. So we created inspire your glow and inspire your glow is a, uh, a coaching and mentorship program that helps give people the opportunity to have courses and materials that come at a lesser cost. We want to be able to, um, be affordable. You know how there's a lot of coaching programs out there that women want to do to help change their mindset, to help have these tools, but because of their situation, we both were in a situation where we were single moms and we didn't have a job or we were going back to school or we just were trying to figure life out. We were just like, these are the women that we want to help. So we do have different tiers in terms of levels of coaching and levels of mentorship. So you have the basic ones where we can help those women on the ground floor. And then we have the other levels of coaching of women who are ready to move forward. And, and those are the women that we really want to help um, because they've made that decision. And once you make that decision, there's no turning back. There's only one way up. So that's what we do together. And you definitely need to be connected because she has an amazing and incredible story herself. Uh, I think it would be wonderful for me to uh, interview Michaela about her story and all the work that she does. Uh, to help others, I'm sure that the audiences will be 
enjoying, you know, also listening to us uh, an episode with her. Um, I would also love to share uh, any links uh, to uh, the programs that you just mentioned, you know, doing um, together with her. And she is currently running for uh, Miss uh, USA, is that right? So she's currently running for Miss Utah, which in turn, if she wins that, she goes to Miss USA. And it's so interesting because when I first met her, I was like, wouldn't it be so cool? Because I was already looking at her as she is Miss USA. She is so, she is so fashionable. She's so glam. She's so me, but from USA. So I was already thinking I'm Miss Canada. She's absolutely a Miss USA representative. So I was already like almost in a way manifesting this. Yeah. She wasn't applying before. And then after we had met and we were starting, it was as she had gotten accepted a week before I came out to Utah for this pageant. She's like, by the way, Chanel, I just got accepted to run for like the Miss USA like pageant. And I was like, this, this is, this is beyond cool. Like two pageant girls from two different like countries coming together with similar stories to help empower women. And I was like, this is the platform that we're using to reach people. And it, we already know that it's powerful. So that's, it's our purpose and our mission to keep doing what we're doing and building what we're building so that we can reach far across the world. Mm -hmm. Oh, wow, uh, that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, thanks so much for sharing uh, all those uh, stories. And I can't wait to interview Michaela as well. We wish her uh, lots of luck and success uh, in the meantime. Uh, same as to you, keep writing. <laughs> keep writing your book, keep doing what you're doing. And we'll keep, uh, you know, uh, sharing with audiences about your future projects and current projects. Uh, thanks so much for being our special guest today and sharing your amazing story. And thanks so much for your courage and all the advice, uh, you know, to the audiences to be strong and courageous. Uh, anything else you, you'd like to add, by the way? <laughs> oh my gosh. Well, I mean, if there's anything that I could share to a woman out there, feeling like, wow, I've been through something similar, but how can I be so happy? How can I create these things? How can I have all these projects? Go, it, it, I, I saw something recently about like, you know, get, it takes time to get out of your head and into your heart. And that is some, one of the longest processes that you will have as an individual is getting out the thoughts and the negative feelings and things that you've been conditioned to think about yourself and get into your heart and really see what your purpose is. What were you, what really re resonates with you? What is important to you? The moment that you find out what that, that purposes or what is important to you, that's what you start living into. And it takes time. Um, it takes time, but you can do it. And I believe in you and I know Olga believes in you. So yes, yes. So I just want to be exactly. We just want to be encouraging and keep, you know, searching for podcasts that like this one that can help inspire you every day. Uh, thanks, Chanel, for saying it so beautifully. And I hope that uh, the listeners will appreciate that and will take your advice. Uh, thank you uh, one more time for being our special guest today. Uh, we will do a comeback for sure. <laughs> um, yeah, and thanks everyone for uh, listening. Stay healthy and happy.